0: Welcome to the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and support for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. I'm Tracy, and I'm doing my best to pop in here during the time I said I would be on hiatus because I'm rolling out the Undeletable Dad podcast too. Anyway, there are over 100 episodes here to keep you busy if I can't get a new one in every week. Dig around. There's lots of good stuff here. Hello, I haven't dropped an episode here for a while. And I wanted to connect with you just as the holiday is coming for a couple of reasons. First off, full disclosure, I am not a Christian. In fact, I'm Jewish by birth. And by choice, I'd probably say I'm more drawn to Buddhist spirituality. So the actual Christmas holiday doesn't have any deep religious significance in my life. But I've always found it to be a very, very spiritual time. I have to say that as a kid, my parents did a wonderful job of helping me and my brother deal with not participating so in so much of the Christmas fuss and rituals. A tree was out of the question at our house, but Santa Claus made a visit to our house every year and he would discreetly leave a single gift under my bed. I never once caught them sneaking in to do it. It was just a miracle for me every time. Because Santa is magic and he sees you when you're sleeping. And there's nothing inherently religious about that, but it's hella spiritual. This is an invitation to believe and to participate in a collective experience of magic. I still vividly remember finding my very first record album which was Sgt. Pepper under my bed. It was like the most amazing thing that had ever happened to me. It's probably the thing I most wanted in the world and it actually came true. I'm not sure what I even made of it as music like let's face it that that stuff would have been a total mystery to me at the age of nine or ten but I was enraptured and I've never stopped being grateful to Santa for that and to my parents for knowing how important it was to keep that channel to magic open for me. My daughter was always a fierce believer in Santa. Even in her teens, she was still delighted to get one present that wasn't from me or her dad, it was from Santa, like with a note and everything. And she always asked for something weirdly traditional, like a dress just like Belle in Beauty and the Beast, which was sewn by yours truly until three o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve, or a china doll, or one year she asked for a hope chest. I was like, a hope chest? Like a big wooden box to keep your linens and china in for when you get married? Not a Barbie camper van like the other girls want? It wasn't about materialism for her. It was some kind of connection with magic, like to make something appear that can't be bought in a store. That was Santa's job and My dad actually took care of the hope chest. He was a great woodworker, and she still uses it to this day as a coffee table in her own living room. This is a time of year to renew your belief in magic, or maybe I should say to clear away the cynicism or the disappointment or the fear that keeps you from knowing with every fiber of your being that magic is as real as any of the other illusions that you believe in, it's around you all the time, of course, but it's like there's a special portal that opens up at Christmas, and you can access it no matter your religious affiliation. You get to connect with your own spirituality at this time of year, whatever that means for you. I used to be a classical musician by trade, so I've attended many Christmas church services over the years that have really moved me. I'm moved by the way we experience spirituality as a collective, how it's such a vulnerable thing to be open to believing. And it feels so intimate to do that in the company of others. It's like we see each other's vulnerability and we honor it. I find that very beautiful. It's also true that every individual is making their own personal connection with something greater than their own ego, whether it's God or the universe or your higher self or your inner being. I love the story about how this young couple had to totally believe, like Joseph, right? He had to really believe that his fiance had not deceived him with another man. And she had to believe that she was not going to die giving birth in a barn. And then like the richest Kings believed that these absolute paupers were the ones, like they knew it without question, and they gave them a fortune, these people who couldn't even afford a place to sleep indoors. And if you didn't know this, it gets really cold in Bethlehem. I've been there. It actually snows there at this time of year. It would not be a joke to have a baby in the dark outside with nothing but a pile of possibly clean hay between you and the dirt floor. I have nothing but the deepest admiration for those people, and how they were able to let go of whatever made sense, and whatever other people thought about them, and to follow what they knew was true, no matter how scary it was. Now that I think of it, the Hanukkah story is about magic too. The first bit of magic in that story was that our heroes, the Maccabee brothers, led a tiny band of rebels, who managed to take back their most holy place from the huge occupying army who had overrun the land. And the first thing they wanted to do was sort of purify the place because this temple had been, as they say, desecrated. I'm not exactly sure what those soldiers did in there, but it probably wasn't pretty. So, it had to be physically restored, of course, and cleaned, but they were really more concerned with purifying the spiritual atmosphere of the place. And that meant relighting the special oil lamp that was supposed to stay burning at all times and had been allowed to run dry during the time of the occupation. So the next bit of magic is that there was only a tiny bit of the special holy oil that they needed and they had to send someone, like, on foot to the next town to get more. And by the way, we're talking about the same geographic place. This is, this is the Great Temple of Jerusalem, which is literally a few blocks from the place where Mary and Joseph changed the trajectory of mankind. So the magic was that the oil lasted for eight days, this little tiny bit of oil they had, instead of a couple of hours. It lasted all the way until that dude could get back with some more to refill it. As Someone has cleverly suggested in today's terms, it would be like your phone battery is at 4%, but it lasts for a whole week until you can manage to recharge it. I'd call that a miracle, wouldn't you? So go ahead and connect with magic in the next few days. Connect with your spirituality, whatever that means for you. There's a portal open for all of us right now. We just have to choose to be open to what's on the other side of it for us. And you can't take much baggage through a portal. So make this a time to let go of whatever you're carrying around that doesn't serve your highest self. Spend some time alone and spend some time making magic for those you love. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I'll see you all on the other side. That's it for this episode and for 2021. If you're not already a member of the Spectacular Stepmom Facebook group, please come and join us there. It would be great to get to know you. You can just send a join request to the group called the Spectacular Stepmom. And I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. You can always reach me if you'd like to get in touch with questions or comments at info at essentialstepmom.com. And just making sure that you know that there is a podcast for your partner. It's called Undeletable Dad, and it's my podcast. I think you'd be really happy if he was listening to that. I think he'd be happy too. So go check it out, Undeletable Dad, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you again next year.